Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to Business Black Belts. Laura Hoover here with you. Another fantastic leader with us today, Mr. Kevin Anselmo. Anselmo. Mr. Kevin Osamo. Hello, Laura. Hello, listeners of the Business Black Belts. It is a pleasure to be here today. Awesome. I am so happy that you were able to join us today. Uh, It is beginning of the new year, and that means it's the beginning of a new season as well. So I really want to thank you for being on such a well deserving kind of podcast like i we're finally getting into like the the nitty-gritty the yeah. meat of, of where where we want to go with it but with, with that being said you have a book and you have a podcast and you're a founder of experiential communications just take me through a little bit of everything and just give me that little bit of that introduction just right up front oh love that all right um so i I'll give you the 30-second spiel for each, mm. okay? So uh, put the stopwatch on and, uh, you know, sound the buzzer if I've gone over and, uh, you know, be like a presidential debate. Although only this time I'll listen, unlike the candidates. <laughs> um, so uh, Experiential Communications, it is a communications consulting company. I primarily work in the higher education space, and my work focuses primarily on communication strategy, working with clients on their different communications initiatives. I love teaching. I love leading workshops. And so I run communications workshops for different clients. Uh, author of Reframing Career Success, it's actually a little bit different than something I've, you know, than my work. Uh, really was curious about the idea of what does career success look like and what does it look like from a faith-based perspective. Different things happened in my life that prompted me to explore this question. Uh, did a lot of research, consulted with a lot of smart people, people much smarter than myself, and put together a book, which uh, came out end of October. And uh, it's something that I'm really, you know, it's, it's not on New York Times bestseller list. I haven't spoken with Oprah about it yet, uh, but it's something I'm really yeah. proud of because I think I have an important message to share about what career success entails uh, when you look at career success from a faith-based perspective. So did I do that in 30 seconds? Uh, just about. Yes. Great, great, great. 31. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, looking at at the book in the first one, that's something that what that did stand out to me was that it was a little bit, you know, large when it comes to like this idea, this captivating idea. Like you said, you, you know, it was a series of events led you to kind of like think about like writing this book. Yeah. What What kind of stuff would kind of trigger like yeah a book coming out because a lot of the a lot, a lot of those things you could trigger like well-deserved conversations but what made you like culminate that into like words like text so, yeah so you know i'm a i've been running my own business since 2013 i support my family i make a nice living um I'm not, however, you know, the, you know, millionaire entrepreneur sitting on the beach, drinking tequilas, just looking at my phone, watching, you know, sales come in. Uh, I've launched ideas that some have worked and some have not worked. I've launched ideas that, you know, I'm able to generate income and able to generate clients and that's great. And then I've launched some different services and, you know, I spend tons of time, countless hours thinking about a project and you know it, it it's a bomb frankly and 
you know, at those different points when when the bombs, you know, are are prevalent, like why, like wh- why did that <clears throat> why did that project fail? Now you can look at you can look at things. Okay, maybe I, I failed in understanding my audience, or maybe I failed at you know marketing, or maybe I failed in this that. All fine, you know. I, I also am, am. I'm a person of faith. I'm a, a Christian, and I was very keen to explore. You know, what does you know? Why does that happen? Uh, you know, as a person of faith, you know, we hear a, a lot of stories of you know people who say, you know, oh, I just prayed and God blessed me, and you know, I'm a millionaire, and you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I trust God, and God is faithful, and He's given me everything I wanted, and look at my business, look at my life, look at my car, you know, hashtag so blessed, and. I am fed up with all that and I was fed up with all that and I was questioning, you know, why, you know, why does God, you know, allow career disappointments, career peaks, career valleys? Uh, you know, if if uh, if lots of money is the result of, you know, someone's faith or, you know, power, prestige, if that is the result of one's faith. Well, what happens if like, you know, you never achieve, you know, what if you're at the the bottom? What if you're, you know, you never have climbed the corporate ladder? And so I was really keen to explore that, right? Because uh, I don't think there's obviously anything wrong with making lots of money and reaching the top uh, and pursuing all your dreams and having all those dreams come true. At the same time, I I think it's very, we have to be very uh, careful about, you know, tying career success to that belief if that makes sense and so i, I was does, keen yeah. to really try to understand what does career success look like the title of the book is reframing career success and that i wanted people to just kind of reframe their ideas of career success and career success i believe from a christian perspective is not necessarily just about uh money and power and prestige it could it actually could be counter to that right because if yeah. i made tons of money or if i climbed the corporate ladder and in the process i'm doing things unethically well, guess what? I, I actually think you're not only is that not successful, that's a failure, right? Uh, if I'm spending, mm-hmm. in my case, I have two young children and a wife, and I care about my relationships with my family. If I'm spending 125 hours a week working because I want to achieve X, Y, Z, for me, and now if you're doing that, I'm not, I'm not saying you know you're right or wrong. You can think about that for yourself. For me, it's wrong, right? I, I would be sabotaging these important relationships that God has put in my life. So anyway, I kind of look at. Uh, all these different dynamics in this book, Reframing Career Success. Well, you bring up a very interesting point. Like, wealth in success isn't really equivalent to success as well in relative to faith and and Christianity. Mm -hmm. Because even, you know, Jesus said, like, to the one man, like, sell everything you have and then come follow me. Yep. So if we're taking a look at like the humility and, and like how humble people are, well, it's not how much money can I make mm-hmm. because money does not equal happiness, especially when you're talking in terms of faith, mm-hmm. like money Absolutely. can open the door to be able to access things in necessity that then fuel relationships to make yep. happiness. So, you know, and it's but about yeah. faith in, in this case. I mean, I think looking at it from a Christian's perspective. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's about faithfulness. Right. You, you're, you're using yeah. the example of Jesus there. And, you know, I think it's a matter of us being faithful at, to God's calling. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, for me, 
you know, what I believe, you know, when I die, I don't necessarily think God is going to care whether I had, you know, a certain title or reached a certain financial plateau or, you know, I, I wrote a blog post and 10 people read it or 10 million people read it or my book, even for that matter, you know, whether 50 people read it or 50 million people read it. I, I just don't think God, God is going to, you know, evaluate my life and cares about, he cares about every detail of our life, but I don't think he's going to say, okay, you're a success. You're not a success. Right. And exactly. so, um, I, I, I do think that a lot of the mainstream thinking and even some of the content that I comes from churches and that is, you know, preached from pulpits around the country and around the world, I think is way off when it comes to career success. And, yeah. uh, that's why I wrote this book. And so for me, it was really a personal exploration and, you know, I'm, now to the point where, you know, I think I have an important message to share and I would, uh, you know, if the Lord wills, I'd love to be able to, you know, do speaking and consulting and coaching around some of the principles in the book, because I really do believe, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, people bringing their full selves to the workplace. Right. And, you know, a faith is a part of that, whether, you know, we, we have that we everybody has a quote unquote religion. Everybody has a belief in something. And I think it is important to think about how you're your faith, your religion, whatever it is, how does that tie to your work? And, you know, everyone actually, when I, the, the, the key question of the book is how do you define career success, right? So Laura, how do you yeah. define career success? Uh, and it is a very hard question to answer. Uh, and I would like to think that the uh, principles in the, my book will help people answer that question. And I, ideally, I come at it from a Christian perspective. Uh, you know, others might not have that worldview, but I would hope that, um, considering some of the principles will help people answer that question and think about how their worldview ties to the work that they do. Have you, this is just out of genuine curiosity, have you started to see um, a call back to this um, non-division, like of bringing your full self to the workplace, which means, wow. you know, you're not leaving anything at the door, like the separation of like home life versus yeah. work life, because if you take that home life is also your your faith life because yep. but at the same time if your whole self is at work in theory your ethics and your morals reflected on on your faith because that is how you grew up that is how you live life so how how can you distinguish that right it is a really interesting question and i don't have a great answer <laughs> now um, but it, it's fascinating and it's one that I think about a lot and I'd love to do more research on this and more yeah. and you know talk to more people about this because you know what are what are two things that you don't talk about at you know when you meet a stranger you're having you know casual uh, meeting with someone you know don't talk about religion don't talk about politics right um, <laughs> and you, you know it's uh, for good reason I think that we you know live by and frankly let's let's face it especially on the political front you know it doesn't take long where i i feel like that barrier is kind of gone right i mean you know it yeah. doesn't take long where people like want to feel you out where do you stand politically and then decide whether they want to be friends with you or not um colleagues whatever um yeah. uh, the, the, this whole idea of like you know bring so i work in the executive ed education space a lot of my work is in the executive education space leadership development and a lot of that talk is around you know, I've, I've worked with different experts, people a lot smarter than me, who look at, you know, purpose. Like, what is my individual purpose? Um, you know, di diversity and inclusion, right? Like, how do we include everyone? 
you know, it, it, it's there's not necessarily that I see tons of programs out there called Bring Your Faith to Work or How Do You Incorporate Your Faith in Your Work. Um, I think there should be. I really do. I mean, I think it could be. Yeah. I think it has to be done carefully. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there are organizations that are doing that. I'm, I'm familiar with a program where they have chaplains in different companies and there's different yeah. employee resource community groups that it, within, you know, secular organizations that are for people of different faiths. Uh, I think it's really important. And again, and I'm, I, I look at it from a Christian perspective, but regardless of your faith, you know, I, I, we all have to think about what are we doing, right? Uh, why are we doing it besides just I'm making a living or besides I'm just, you know, fulfilling X, Y, Z, uh, you know, metric, you know, I, I think the, the more I believe, you know, when we connect our, our worldview, our faith to our work, I think that gives us peace. I think that can give us contentment. I think that can give us motivation throughout the different workplace highs and lows. We're all going to face different highs and lows in our work. Uh, and, and I think when we have, when we can think about how our faith is incorporated into our work, I, I just think that's like an anchor that just keeps, that can help keep us steady. Well, it, just pinging off of that as well, is just like, even if you're not actively talking about faith, talking about religion at, yeah. at work, you can still exude, you know, the like the teachings, like right. You could be, you know, kind to your coworkers. You could put, you know, dedication into it. You can, if you really want to, you know, donate to charities. You could yep. do other things than physically talking. There's actions you can take that speak louder than words. Yeah, you know, I think part of it is like I wouldn't necessarily advocate for like let's make the workplace a, a place of like you know, overt evangelism, uh, you know, I, I, yeah. I think that, you know, that's, that, that's not necessarily what I think would be like the conducive, conducive. but I do think like workplaces that uh, foster these sorts of conversations, I would think that would be, I'm just curious from your point of view. I mean, are you, what, have you heard of examples or stories of uh, companies that focus on, I mean, I, I think actually, where you work as an example, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I Miles say, is yeah. certainly somebody who is not shy about his faith. Um, and what are, what are your thoughts as someone working with Miles? I mean, I, I've been at many organizations, but both a, a, a high personnel count where it's very much like, let's not, you know, this the standard traditional, let's not talk about anything and yeah. just get your work done kind of deal. But there's also like, I've been in a lot of organizations that are very open about it. And I've also heard of a, of a lot of organizations that do have like chaplains or even if they don't have them on site, they have the ability to be on call mm -hmm. regardless mm -hmm. of your faith. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know other names besides, you know, chaplains or pastors. I'm, I'm just I'm Catholic, so I'm very much segregated to that world. Yep. But they do have other religious heads mm -hmm. to be able to be on call to whoever, whoever you want. And it's not like. You have to be a certain. You you have to be a faith. You have to believe yep. in this. It's yep. just if you're open to us talking about it, or uh, open to people being that religion, then it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But just it's, understand it's that a... this is a part of our culture. You are signing up to be a part of this. Yeah. And so you know, again, this is your podcast. You were, you're supposed to ask yeah. me questions, and I'm going to ask you a question. But in the spirit of dialogue, you know, you work at the Beth Group, right? And, yeah. You know, it's very clear. You don't have to. Uh, you know. You don't have to spend more than 30 seconds perusing Miles' uh, LinkedIn content, and you'll find something that's 
a faith-based uh, piece of content. Um, exactly. You know, what do you think that, like, just kind of adding to kind of like things yeah. that I've said, like, what do you think in terms of like, you know, this idea of, you know, working for an organization where the founder and CEO is very forthright about his faith and I assuming encouraging uh, faith-based yeah. conversations. You know, what is that, how is that for you working in an organization? I, I quite enjoy it. Like, I am not very vocal about my faith. I like to keep it private to myself most of the yeah. time. Yeah. And, and then that is just kind of how I, I grew up and also in different working environments. Uh, I don't really see that changing. But at the same time, you, 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 you know because, you know, it isn't, you know, you have a person rooted in faith. You have a person that you know personally or, you know, acquaintancely our morals align already. And we're going to stay true to them. Like, we're yeah. going to do the right thing, both yeah. for the client, both for the employee. Like, that, like you, you walk into the door, or in this case, you walk into the Zoom call, right? Yeah. And you know what you're getting up front. Yeah. And you don't have to be, you know, shy or afraid necessarily on, on that respect because you know you're going to get treated right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very upfront. You know the clients are going to get treated right. We all are working towards the same goal. And that's a very united feeling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just have to say, like, you know, in writing my book, I, I knew of Miles. I think we had some LinkedIn exchanges. And then I interviewed him uh, in the book for the uh, – I have a section in my book around, you know, defining career success and then what are your career success metrics. And it was just so refreshing to have his perspective and his energy and his enthusiasm, oh, yes. uh, you know, highlighted that he shared with me and that I was able to capture in the book. And uh, – yeah, I just think it's a really great example and something that's, you know, been, it's been, it was obviously useful for me in writing the book. And then it's also just great to see someone, you know, I, for, I, for years, you know, uh, if you were to go to my website, experiential communications, you would look under the about section and you would see a sentence at the bottom that says, I'm, uh, after my, you know, different background to, you know, support the work that I do, uh, you'd see a sentence, you know, I'm, I'm a person of faith and I have a wife and two kids. And that was the extent of it. And, I, you know, I don't think there's anything necessarily right or wrong, per se, about, you know, person one wanting to, you know, let's say, and, and I think different people have the ability to, as a founder and CEO, you have more liberty, I think, to yeah. obviously be forthright in your faith, um, publicly, I should say. And, you know, I think for others, it, it's, you know, you don't have that opportunity. Um, for me, it was it's, it's been really encouraging uh, for, for me writing this book. You know, for me, it's kind of like, no, now all of a sudden, I am uh, part of my business. Part of my brand is around this idea of reframing career success. Picture your significance at work from a Christian perspective. And I'll just say, Miles was a, a positive example for me in allowing me to to make that transition. And I think I, you know, people have to figure out what's right for them, and, and you know, yeah. trust God and trust you know their instincts on on uh, how to communicate that. But uh, certainly yeah. was encouraging for me. Hey, okay, so this is a question. You're in a perfect position to, to also look at this. Um, because Miles is such rooted in faith, and Beth Group is such rooted in, in a, a, a Christian belief um, yep. in the way that we conduct business, we also attract a lot of the same clientele. Yep. Um, so we, in that sense, are almost in a bubble of that is what we see. But are more people starting to open up about like as companies as a whole like starting to open up we are you know christian-based company we are like rooted in 
a religious faith. We are open to these things. Um, is that becoming more and more of a like? I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to call it popular. Yeah. Because that doesn't seem the right term. Accepted, maybe, to be able to be open up, to be open to th- these possibilities, or or like, or again, are we just in a bubble that we attract? You know, these people in and of itself. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? And because I think. When you come at so there's a lot of different. Um, let me just backtrack a second to say like there's a lot of different studies out there about like the idea of communicating your, you know, your beliefs. Like an organization when an organization communicates its beliefs, there's lots of you know good things that can happen, and or, or when they take political stance. Now I'm, I have a big problem with taking political stance because you know I'll, I'll just use the example of Nike and Colin Kaepernick from a couple of years ago with the whole yeah. you know patriotism and. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, people are like, oh, this was great for Nike. And they got all these people who, you know, had one political view who were like re- ready to line up and buy new sneakers. And then at the, at the other end of the spectrum, you had people who were ready to go burn their shirts because they were so upset that they took this political stand. And, and I kind of differentiate, I think, you know, but even this conversation, though, around political stance, I mean, that was something we weren't that wasn't necessarily a conversation that was even being entertained years ago. So there's certainly been an evolution yeah. in you know, the idea of organizations taking political stands in terms of beliefs. Again, that's something where it is. a. I think that certainly has evolved, right, where organizations are taking, uh, you know, being more forthright and communicating what their beliefs, what their purpose is, et cetera. And, you know, it's an interesting thing because you're, you're going to repel certain people. Right. And you're going yeah. to attract certain people. So I definitely would say it's a trend, right? That more and more people, more and more organizations. Now I, I would imagine for the Beth Group, how many people work at the Beth Group? Oh, about fifteen. At fifteen, the moment. right? So at the Beth yeah. Group, fifteen people. You know, it's a little different than you know if you're exactly. Coca Cola or if you're uh, you know Facebook <laughs> or Meta. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I certainly do think there's a, you know, there is this trend where it is more important, I think, for organizations to take different stands. Um, you know, again, finding that balance is something that every organization has to do and also taking into account, you know, Chick-fil-A, I think, is the example of the quote unquote Christian organization. But and, and you know, at, at one time I was like, I don't know if I really like what everything that Chick-fil-A is saying and doing. But, um, you know, these days it's like, you know, you go at least down here in Florida. I mean, you want to go to Chick-fil-A, you're going to wait in a line because so many people want to go there. And, you know, I've actually learned more and more about the, you know, the way that they go about instilling their values. Yet at the same time, like, you know, you don't have to believe you don't have to, you know, adhere to a certain Christian doctrine in order to to work at a place like Chick-fil-A. Right. So um, it's interesting. Right. So um, and and it is something I I, I do think I do wonder and, you know, hope I can maybe answer this question better in in, in the future. Um, Will more, you know organizations like you know big brands be willing to have more faith-based conversations as as employees are more and more bringing their whole selves quote unquote to work and people are on zoom calls and you know we know more and more about you know wife kids family pets you know etc i i do wonder if increasingly faith-based conversations can be encouraged that's a very interesting point one which we'll have to have you back on for book part two, and I expect an answer to these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that does bring me to a point. Okay, so outside book, outside yeah. work, this yeah. does kind of meld into the question we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. Do you 
try and do something to get away from work for a minute like cognizantly present of mind just to be able to relax to be able to come back like full steam like let's go definitely and for me it's sports and especially sports with my kids um you know uh in the summer for me if i have a quick lunch and then i go for a swim there's nothing like going for a swim for like 15 minutes where you know after lunch i could do one of two things i could feel like taking a nap and being unproductive and obviously people who take naps great go do it and i hear all the things about how it's wonderful for me going for a quick swim is so rejuvenating and i come back so much more focused in the afternoon with my work uh at the end of the day for me there's nothing you know my son saying hey dad let's go outside and play baseball there's nothing for like me putting on a baseball glove and you know playing catch with my my kids um and it definitely helps you know me balance my work with my other priorities and my other spheres of influence that i'm able to have in my life okay so two Two points on that. Were you a swimmer at some point? No, not at all. Oh. I'm a, such a slow swimmer too. So at, I'm, not, I'm certainly to each not their in own paces. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, certainly not in it for my own uh, breaking my own swim record. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you don't go sink to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. To each their own pace. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I don't think I have to worry about that. <laughs> exactly. And then, I mean, you obviously know Miles. You're playing baseball. Are you a huge baseball fan then? Uh I wouldn't, I'm actually, basketball is really my sport, the sport I played, the sport I watched okay. the most. Actually, the sport I play with my kids the most. Um, baseball is just uh, something that I do I do enjoy, and I do, it was just kind of front yeah. and center uh, example because that's what I did last night with my kids. Um, fair. But fair. yeah, we, we certainly would be outside playing baseball a couple times a week and uh, very much enjoy it. It does, it is, it's actually a sport that I kind of lost interest in for a while. It is funny now being a dad. Going outside, a dad and his son playing, throwing a ball around. There's something very nostalgic about it. I will guess I still say some, may, and maybe it's just me. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm with you there. It's just like sometimes in the summer, you know, go out to the field and and just you know, toss the ball around, hit, hit yeah. off the bat a few times. Absolutely. The local field. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question on on this front then. Pro sports or college sports? Pro. Pro. Okay. Absolutely. I do. I. I. There's something that bothers me about college sports, where coaches, at least in basketball, the sport that I'm most knowledgeable in, you know, the the coaches are making millions and millions of dollars, and the players aren't making anything, and only a few of them go on to you know play professionally. It just yeah. doesn't sit well with me, and so sign me up for the pro game. The greatest debate of all time, pro versus college, and then should college make money? Yeah. <laughs> One and two on the greatest debates. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I want to thank you for coming on. If anyone wants to reach out to you, learn more about what you do, what's going on, where to get your book, LinkedIn the best way, website the best way, email, Twitter, Instagram. So I, uh, I would just say go to reframingcareersuccess.com. Um, there you can learn more about my book. I also offer uh, workshop possibilities as well as the opportunities to work one-on-one with folks if they're thinking through the ideas of how, to, how do I connect faith to work and you know, how do I deal with the peaks and valleys, how do I have peace and contentment in the midst of those peaks and valleys. Uh, reframingcareersuccess.com is the place to go. Uh, if you're interested in learning just more about my work as a communications consultant and my thoughts on uh, you know, 
communication strategy, communications uh, workshops, et cetera. That is experientialcommunications.com. Awesome. We're going to have you on for that next book, just so you know. Answers <laughs> to all of our previous questions coming soon. I was actually just asking ChatGBT today about these questions. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll be able to write a book faster than uh, I otherwise would have imagined. <laughs> See, it's, it, it, it's, it's all coming out. It, 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 it's just the cycle. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Once you do one, it just rolls into another. There you go. All right. Once again, thank you so much for coming on Business Black Belts. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and then same to all of our listeners. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general, feel free to check out my LinkedIn. Thanks.